Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello, dear listener. I have something a little different this week, and I'm very pleased to bring it to you. I think it's quite a treat, and I hope you end up agreeing. You know, because you've heard me say it many times before, I started this podcast hoping it would be a platform for interaction between poems and poets. And I kind of jumped in before I knew exactly what that was going to look like. I didn't want to wait until I knew for sure because it could be years. So I just got started and have been thinking a lot about it as I went along. I've had fun with the interviews I've done and there are more of those in the pipeline. I've had great email conversations with fellow poetry lovers. Keep those coming. It's been awesome. But I also wanted something quicker, easier a way for more voices and poems to gather and get that collective poetry reading feeling. So this is my idea, after brainstorming with some folks, I thought of collecting voice recordings from others and grouping them together occasionally into poetry reading episodes. And today's episode is a sample of that. I wanted to show you what I was dreaming of. So for this one, I solicited poems specifically from three listener friends who were generously willing to be my guinea pigs and kick this off. They recorded on their phones, they picked poems, they recorded on their phones and sent me the files. And this is something you could do too. Free voice memo apps make it very simple these days to record and share. So maybe when I just said that, you felt a little nervous And I just feel called to take a minute to mention that since the birth of this show, I have been so surprised how many people have spoken to me about their insecurities and self-consciousness about their voices, their voices generally, and specifically their ability to read poems with their own voices. It has really surprised me the number of people and the depth of the insecurities like it's as if people were describing how they would feel about exposing their bare butts in public that's how vulnerable it feels and how sure most people are that what they have to offer is not going to be appreciated um and i'm not at all making fun of that or even surprised i guess i was surprised by how many people feel that way because honestly so do I. So have I. I have felt that way a lot. Everywhere I've ever lived, people have asked me, where's your accent from? Which leads a gal to think she must talk pretty weird. Um, And then when it comes to trying to read poems out loud that I love, it seems like it just emphasizes all the more. The beauty of the words contrasts so unflatteringly with my instrument that I'm trying to use to read those words kind of like how a beautiful summer tan just makes your butt look all the paler. You know that? Okay, I'm going to try not to make any more butt analogies for the rest of this episode. Let's see if I can do it. Okay, 
I don't want to pressure anybody, but I do just want to encourage you with how widespread this voice insecurity seems to be. Because the way I see it, it's a gift to use your own specific voice to share this form of art that should be heard. Your voice is part of your body. You don't have a huge amount of control over it. God gave you one and that's the one you get. So using it to spread poetry, I think it's an awesome use of a voice, don't you? When I listened to the recordings that were sent in to me, I got goosebumps with all three of them. I just was so moved to hear these familiar voices again, some of which I hadn't heard for a while, and felt so honored to be receiving these embodied words in the recordings. So, hunker down for the very first mailbag poetry reading. I have for you three voices from three different states reading three beloved poems. So, so good. Friends, enjoy. Hi, this is Tom Clark, and I'm submitting a poem into the poetry mailbag here. I spent a lot of time thinking about which poem to submit, and I probably had 10 that I was choosing from. Um, And then I just decided to go into something quite classic uh, and well-known, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by Dylan Thomas. Um, This is a poem I think I read in high school probably for the first time, and that was probably about the time I realized that poetry could be really cool, really awesome. Um, And one of the things that really draws me into poetry is there's a lot of freedom in poetry in, in, in free verse where you can sort of do whatever you want. But this is a poem that imposes structure onto that freedom. And I think a lot of really cool things can happen when you impose structure onto freedom and you play within rules. Um, maybe that's the mathematician in me. Uh, speaking, um, seeing all these structures and then playing within those structures. Um, so that's one of the things I love about this poem. And then just it's it's just a it's just a good poem too, with lots of good rhyme and good um, things to reflect on as well. So let me read. Do not go gentle into that good night by Dylan Thomas. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day, rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay, Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight and learned too late, they grieved it on its way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death who see with blinding sight, blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on the sad height, curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. 
Hi, I'm Melinda Westervelt, and I'm going to read a poem called Happiness by Raymond Carver. I first found this poem a few years ago in a book called Good Poems, selected and introduced by Garrison Keillor, and I've loved it from the first time I read it. Every time I read it, it speaks to me, and I've noticed that for me, when the written word really touches me in some way, it's often because the author or poet was able to put into words a feeling that I felt and I wasn't able to put it into words myself. Sometimes I would say that I wasn't even aware that I was feeling that feeling, but when I read what the poet wrote, I say, wow, yes, that's exactly what I felt and I wasn't even aware of it and it's like a revelation to me. So the author or poet is able to put those things into words and I identify with that feeling. It's something I could have never done on my own. I couldn't have described it myself. And it is something that makes the poem special to me because it reveals something to me about how I feel and about the world. This poem does that for me. And here it is, Happiness by Raymond Carver. So early, it's still almost dark out. I'm near the window with coffee and the usual early morning stuff that passes for thought. When I see the boy and his friend walking up the road to deliver the newspaper. They wear caps and sweaters and one boy has a bag over his shoulder. They are so happy they aren't saying anything, these boys. I think if they could, they would take each other's arm. It's early in the morning, and they are doing this thing together. They come on slowly. The sky is taking on light, though the moon still hangs pale over the water. Such beauty that for a minute, death and ambition, even love, doesn't enter into this. Happiness. It comes on unexpectedly and goes beyond, really, any early morning talk about it. This is a poem by Philip Appleman called Birthday Card to My Mother. It's a poem that's been important to me for several years, but uh, more so now because my mother just passed away less than a week ago. Her life was not Appleman's mother's life, at least not in all of its details. Uh, But my mother did have a hard life, uh, characterized by a great deal of disappointment and chronic physical pain. I like the tribute that Appleman gives to people like my mother and many women of her generation who lived an indoor life, a life that to some may not seem that significant, but that proves to have great value to those nearer to them with eyes to see. Birthday card to my mother, Philip Appleman. The toughness indoor people have, the will to brave confusion in mohair sofas, crocheted doilies, 
challenging in every tidy corner some bit of the outdoor drift and sag. The tenacity in forty quarts of cherries up for winter. Gallon churns of sherbet at family reunions. Fifty thousands suppers cleared away. The tempering of rent men at the front door, hanging on light bills overdue. Sons off to war or buried. Daughters taking on the names of strangers. You have come through the years of wheelchairs, loneliness, a generation of pain, nodding the joints like ancient apple trees. You always knew this was no world to be weak in, where best friends wither to old phone numbers in far-off towns, where the sting of children is always sharper than serpent's teeth, where love itself goes shifting and slipping away to shadows. You have survived it all, come through wreckage and triumph hard at the center, but spreading gentleness around you. Nowhere by your bright hearth has the dust of bitterness lain unswept. Today, thinking back, thinking ahead to other birthdays, I lean upon your courage and sign this card as always with love. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.